0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome
1: back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith, and we're showcasing the glory of God in all its splendor right here on our own Catholic Radio Network in the Upper Midwest. Uh, From our listeners from North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and parts all throughout the world, courtesy of the Real Presence Radio listening app, you can stay tuned to all the beautiful testimonies of Christian faith and personal devotion taking place at a local parish near you. And of course, so grateful for our previous guest, Father Jeff Norfolk, as he is leading others to say yes to God through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Our next guest is someone who has uh, done a great deal of proclaiming the gospel and also a tremendous witness to God's mercy. Her new book release, Fierce Mercy, Daring to Live Out God's Compassion in a Bold and Practical Way, is published by Baker Publishing Group, and it's available right now wherever you get your Catholic books. Please welcome to Real Presence Live, Miss Abby Johnson. Abby, thanks for joining us this morning. (coughs)
2: And of course. Thank you so
1: much for having me on. And it's a true pleasure to have you on air. Uh, I've been reading uh, the book, Fierce Mercy. Uh, I found it very inspiring from the get-go. And in fact, it was the subject of my weekend preaching, uh, knowing that I was going to speak with you this morning, um, just to really be captivated um, by your, your storytelling and your own life experience. So, so thank you for your being willing and being vulnerable to share your life experience in this new book, how did it come about? Uh, the creation of Fierce Mercy.
2: Well, I really wanted to write sort of a I don't know I guess a follow up um, to Unplanned, but wanted to create something that was for everyone, not just you know the the pro life movement, but was mm-hmm. really for all Christians and. Um, God has been so good to me, so merciful to me, um, in my life. And I just wanted to tackle the, um, the theme of, of mercy and how, you know, and, and tell stories about how I've seen God's mercy in my life over the years. But then also, you know, how do we translate that to other groups of people? And, You know, people that maybe are hard for us to show mercy to, you know, how do we do it anyway? I mean, God wants us to show mercy to everyone. Um, even those that maybe we find hard to love. Um, you know, how do we, how do we show them mercy? And because, you know, in my own life, I'm sure that there were times that the people outside of my clinic, you know, who were praying for me, I'm sure that they found me very difficult to love at times. You know, I was not always the, the friendly abortion clinic director,
0: mm. but
2: they <laughs> continued to love me. And so, you know, how do, we, how do we keep doing that as Christians? How do we, you know, and particularly as Catholics, how do we keep doing that in our own daily lives? So how do we practically live out the mercy of Jesus
1: Christ? And, you know it's such a beautiful testimony, and for our listeners. Uh, those who may not know, uh, Abby, your bestseller book uh, was made into a major motion picture on Planned, uh, which describes your own story of personal conversion. Uh, and the beautiful uh, testimony of you uh, leaving your work as a director of a Planned Parenthood uh, clinic in which uh, you left the abortion industry um, through a work of grace and mercy, um, and, and also the pain and also the personal uh, difficulties and struggles and repercussions you experience in your own life. Abby, when I read Unplanned, uh, I, I remember starting to read it in a library, and I actually completed the, the book in a several hour period just sitting in that library because I was captivated by your story and it drew me in and it strengthened me and of course I'm not alone. I know many of our listeners have been touched by your personal testimony as well as when the movie about your, your life and a, the movie about Unplanned uh, was made into a major motion picture. We've shown it in our parishes. We've had our uh, parish youth as well as people of all ages uh, be able to watch your, your story be told through uh, the media of major motion picture, um, to have an actress and actors to live out parts of your life. Um, that has to be an overwhelming experience um, to go through all of that, especially in these last 10 years um, in this journey that you've been on. And one thing from your book, Abby, that really stuck out to me, it's in the first chapter uh, where you describe that feeling you had when you were on set. The director is standing there, and you, you're seeing all these people in your life. Um, you're seeing an actress dressed like you, saying the words you would have said um, to see everything happening, and you had this overwhelming experience of oh no, Every, just that fear of everybody's gonna know about my sins or the things that I've done wrong. Uh, tell our listeners like, what that was like and, and how God's mercy you know, helps us when we may have those similar experiences in our life.
2: Yeah, it was really an interesting feeling. Of course I'd I had never even been on a I'd never been on a movie set at all. I certainly never been on a movie set where it was about my life. <laughs> um and I, you know, I walk up and uh, this is my first time, you know, being on the set and they had turned this community center, they had sort of turned it into what looked like my office building and they'd even, you know, put up the fence and everything and um, and so I, you know, I walk up and there's, you know, hundreds of people on the set, there's a bunch of extras. And, and then of course, you know, Ashley, the, the woman that was playing me. And, uh, and so I, I walk up and all these people are, you know, they're like, Oh, the, you know, the celebrity is here. You know, that's how they're treating me. And, and so, you know, people are hugging me and everything. And, and I go and sit in the tent, and there's you know TVs there where you can you know watch the scenes being played out, and that's where the directors are and the producers and everything. It was really a surreal experience, and so I'm you know watching Ashley um, play out this scene of me, mm. and and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I just it, I just became overwhelmed. It was just embarrassment. Mm. And I thought, "Oh my gosh, I and mean, this is so embarrassing I, I all these people are watching the greatest they're watching the greatest sins, the most regretful moments of my life being played out and everybody in the world is about to have access to it mm
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. And I just, I wanted to in that moment just go and get back in the car and just curl up on the floorboard or, you know, or just floor it and, you know, go, drive back home to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was in that moment that God just really, it was just, he just poured out his grace on me and was like, Abby, this is not about you, it's about me. And that was really exactly what I needed in that moment. And, you know, it was just that mercy over and over again, you know, that it's it's okay. This is about me. My grace is enough. I'm bigger than any sin. I'm bigger than anything you could have done. You know, our sins are so small in comparison to how great God is. And that was what I needed to hear in that moment, and that was exactly what he showed me in that moment. And I've had so many moments in my life that have been just like that.
1: You know, Abby, another part of the book you talk about is, uh, you know, after you were, you know, uh, there was a some sort of actions taken against you after you left your job working for, uh, uh, the abortion clinic. And then, and really just that month of 30 days, your life had been completely upended because you had saw the truth of what was happening in your life. And you share a moment where you, you felt that overwhelming experience of, of contrition that, that need to go and pray. And you went back to your former workplace and there you encountered uh, two other people in the pro life movement who are already there praying and how they they approached you, but not in a spirit of condemnation or accusation, but they yeah. did it in a in an expression of compassion and mercy. Um, you know for our listeners, this could play out in different areas of life uh, in a parish setting where there 's someone whose sin is public, everyone knows that they 've they've done this or that. Perhaps it could have been a crime that made it into the local papers. It could have been um, some sort of uh, form of adultery that went public or some sort of thing like that. This thing, these things happen in human life. Uh, If if you don't know, watch the Lifetime channel. I mean, these are real life stories (laughs) and these dramas that play out. And these things go directly to the heart of communities and parishes. And for our listeners, you know, we can be... Uh, witnesses to God's mercy by lovingly welcoming and guiding people to Christ and to His healing mercy. You know, does uh, in writing this book, Abby, did you think about all those other people out there whose names are unknown, but they too have experienced those same sorts of humiliations? Absolutely.
2: and But honestly, Father, I mean, even smaller things than that, right? Mm. I talk to parents all the time who... Are you know in? They're in a parish and they've left the parish because they've been humiliated. Because you know they're maybe a single mom and their kids were acting up in parish in mm-hmm. in, in, in you know in mass and mm-hmm. somebody you know made an ugly comment to them and they never came back to mass. Or you know we every day I feel like we have the opportunity to show mercy to someone else. Every day we have the opportunity to show someone the mercy of Jesus Christ, and I feel like we have an obligation to do that. And I'm not perfect at it; I mess up. We all mess up, you know. Amen. Um, and just the, just the other day, I had to go apologize to someone because I had really I had not shown them the mercy of Jesus Christ. And so when we mess up, we have to go to that person and say, "I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry that I was not." you know, Christ-like to you. But that, again, that's the mercy of... That's, that's Christ showing us mercy, right? Amen. Um, because we weren't acting like we should have. So we all have a responsibility to do that. But, yeah, I mean, there's people that, that live their lives, you know, in a, in a public way. They've done something publicly, and, and now they're trying to go back to Christ. And, and we have to be Christ to that person and say, you are welcome here. Because Jesus wants that person to... to you know, inherit the kingdom of God. Jesus wants that person close to Him and and not away from Him. And so we have to be ambassadors of Christ.
1: That's That's a beautiful uh, call to action. And we're going to dive more into that, Abby, on on how we can practically live God's mercy um, and just continue to be strengthened by his grace as we exercise that mercy in our own daily lives. Um, I'm on with Abby Johnson. Her new book, Fierce Mercy, Daring to Live God's Compassion in a Bold and Practical Way, is available right now. We'll be right back. We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned on Real Presence Live.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute.
1: From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name's Father Tim Smith. We're
1: broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Church in the heart of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, Greetings to all our listeners in the Upper Midwest on Real Presence Radio. And this morning we're joined by world-renowned... pro-life author but also christian witness uh abby johnson uh she's the author of the book unplanned and also the feature of the major motion picture unplanned but her new book fierce mercy is available now and we're talking about god's mercy and also just uh, glorifying god's gift of mercy and love that comes to us through jesus and of course uh in the church we can receive jesus's mercy every day um, in our daily lives just by turning to God and asking for help and in the break just sharing with Abby my own personal conversion and and as a recipient of God's mercy. Um, Abby, you know, we talked about how this uh, book that you've written through your own personal testimony um, can help others uh, receive God's mercy but also exercise God's mercy through their own personal living. What are some of your hopes that people Uh, will receive from the book that you've written in your own testimony?
2: Well, I hope that it will encourage people to, um, you know, I always hope that it will, I I always hope that anything I do, I always hope that when I share my own testimony, I hope that it will encourage people to to be bold in their, you know, if, if they have a testimony, if you know, they have a story to share. I feel like we all have a story mm-hmm. um, in in some way. I feel like we all have something that we can share with someone. You don't have to stand up on a stage like I do and share it with hundreds of thousands of people a year. But I think that, you know, we all have a story to share with someone. And there are so many hurting people across the world. And there are many people who are, um, they're, they're holding on to a secret and i think that that you know a lot of times whether it's abortion whether it's infidelity whether it's um you know anything just uh, you know gambling pornography anything that they're and and that secret is keeping them from receiving the the mercy of christ mm. and because they feel like they're unworthy they feel like god will never forgive me of this and i understand i mean because i participated in 22,000 abortions. So I remember thinking, God could never forgive me of that. You know, how could God ever forgive me of something that big, of a a sin that great? But anything that you keep in secret, anything that you keep hidden, Satan controls. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But when you bring it out to the light, that is when Christ can really take over, and that's when he can really begin to redeem your story that's when he can use whatever you've done for his glory. And and so I hope that, you know, people, whatever testimony they have, I, I hope that this book will encourage them to really begin talking about their testimony and being bold and courageous and sharing that testimony to help bring freedom to other people. Um, because I think that we desperately need that in in the times that we're living in right now. I feel like, You know, especially with COVID and all the shutdowns and people are lonely. And Mm -hmm. I think that we are in sort of a, a mental health crisis right now. People need one another. People need community now more than ever. People need to feel like they're not alone.
1: And that's a beautiful encouragement uh, in the recovery communities for those who are recovering from any addiction or, or other disorders. You know, often it, the this expression is we're only as sick as our secrets and the things that we mm-hmm. uh, whatever try to conceal or the things that are hidden in the darkness, you know, in Christ, those things are revealed in the light, and and Jesus is the light of the world. He He doesn't want us to dwell in darkness, and into fear and shame and remorse and isolation and loneliness. You know, Christ wants us to, you know, come live in the light, as the contemporary song says. You know, God calls mm-hmm. us uh, to truly follow Him and to be uh, His sons and daughters, and to live in that freedom. Uh, A few moments ago, Abby, we were talking about uh, really just uh, asking others for forgiveness. When we ourselves recognize that I haven't been merciful to others, Um, it could be in the parish, it could be, uh, you know, maybe there's someone that I've I've harbored a grudge against for years, or I give them the silent treatment, I I just walk past them, I don't talk to them, I I don't acknowledge them as a person, Uh, that, that really is an expression of someone's own unwellness. Uh, Abby, what would you say for some of our listeners who, I'm I'm sure there's listeners right now who have that in their life. There's someone in their life who is just not wanting to engage them. How can we live God's mercy to those people when it's especially challenging to love them and share God's love with them?
2: Oh my gosh. You know what, Father? I used to be a person that really held a grudge, and it was sort of a joke in my family. My mom would be like, Abby is mad at people, and she can't even remember why she's mad at them. <laughs> um, I mean, I used to really hold a grudge. I mean, I would be mad at somebody from junior high, you know, and I haven't been in junior high in, like, 30 years. <laughs> um, But, I mean, I would hold on to it forever, you know. And, and really, a few years ago, I mean, God really, like shook me of that and was like, you know, girl, you have got to let this stuff go. This is, you know, just it eats your soul. Mm. And um he just really got a hold of my heart and um did a, a huge shakeup in my life. And I and and really revealed things to me too. And I really started praying that he would reveal things to me. And and, you know, reveal where I needed to apologize and where, where I had been wrong. And he did that. And it was very, um, it was definitely a dose of humility. Mm. And I, I had to go back and apologize to people. And it was so funny because I would go back to these people that some them I hadn't talked to in like 15 years.
0: Mm.
2: And I was going back to people and saying, you know what, um, I've been, I've been sort of upset with you for the past 15 years, and I'm really sorry about it. I can't even remember why I've been upset. but And they were like, oh, really? You've been upset with me? I was <laughs> like, yeah. And um, I just wanted to let you know that I'm sorry, and I've been you know harboring sort of ill will <laughs> against you, and I just want to clear the air. And it felt so good for me, and it felt good for them. And, and then we started talking again, and we started developing hmm. a relationship again and and that was very freeing for me. And then I realized God started showing me, like, Abby, you know what? In these situations where you are harboring a grudge, a lot of times you are the jerk. Mm. You are the one that needed an attitude adjustment. And so it really it changes your perspective. When you ask God to reveal things to you
1: mm.
2: about areas in your life where you need to change, or relationships that, that need to be resolved, um, he will do that for you. And sometimes, you know, and, and then honestly, there were some relationships that could not be resolved because, you know, maybe um, you know, I did reach out and I apologized for something and, you know, they didn't they didn't respond. And that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, not all relationships can be restored. Um, sometimes the damage has been done, it's too deep, but we still have to be faithful to whatever God has called us to do. And, and so you apologize, you do what you have to do, you do what God has called you to do, and then you just pray that the Holy Spirit will move. And, and you pray that maybe that relationship will be restored, or at least that they will know that your heart was sincere, um and And that's really all that you can do. Mm. and uh, and I mean god God can do miraculous things uh, when it comes to healing people and healing hurts and healing relationships. And so sometimes you just have to give him time to do it.
1: and And where there's a will uh, that's surrendered to God, there is a way forward. Um, and that's that's so true. Uh, just that willingness. Uh, so sometimes a simple, I'm sorry, won't work. Uh, I apologize. What can I do to make it right? Or, yeah. or how can I live and change my behavior uh, to make it right? Yeah. And, and if we're not ready, you know, our, our apologies may fall on deaf ears. And, and some healing takes time. Uh, but that's a tremendous witness, Abby. Um, what are, you know, you talk about these practical ways. That's a beautiful example of some of these practical ways to live God's mercy. Any other major takeaway from the book that you want our listeners to know about um, before they run to the bookstore right now and get a copy?
2: Well, you know, I talk a lot about sort of people in our society that may be unlovable. Um, mm. yeah. <laughs> and um, I talk sort of about, you know, victimizers. So mm. people that, you know, we would find unlovable, people that um we would say well you're you're not somebody i want to love you are somebody who i would consider the enemy and how do we pray for them how do we love them anyway and then how do we pray for their conversion and then what do we do when they do convert mm. how do we welcome them into mm-hmm. you know into the family of god and so you know i talk a lot about that because sometimes we pray 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 for the conversion of these people and then when it happens we're like Oh no. What do we what do we do? What's so the surprise, <laughs> right? When God actually does what we ask him to do.
1: Totally. And so
2: that- that's one of the takeaways the
1: book as well that's a great topic and i wish i could talk about that for an hour more what would i do if that person walked into mass right now how would i treat them you know (laughs) uh and i guess i think many of our listeners and members don't know what to do abby johnson thanks for being on with us this morning we had to go to a break uh god bless you the book fierce mercy daring to live god's compassion in a bold and practical way is available wherever you get your catholic books abby god bless you bless you. Thanks for being on.
2: Thank you so much.